Well, yo, what's going on, good people? Today is Monday, June 12, 2023. The time is 921 a.m. Eastern Time. We're on with an episode of The Bridge, episode number 167 of The Bridge. We're down with Big Ron Brown, Big Chris, King Chris, it's all the same. Just here to bring in my humble opinion about things that's going on in our everyday lives, things that we talk about mainly for me sports, music, politics, current events on the local, national, and global level, things that we like to discuss. Got a lot of things to talk about, think about, talk about for you today. Of course, we got um, more updates on the war in Ukraine, NBA Finals, as NBA Finals and Stanley Cup Finals could wrap up uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, and Donald Trump, indicted again. <laughs> so it might, it might not be as tough on as most people think. Uh, got a lot of things I want to talk about as far as um, some mass shootings that took place at a high school graduation, some kids being stabbed and injured in uh, Paris, and the neighbor who shot uh, the mother of four down in Florida, uh, firefighters, uh, more firefighters around the world and around Canada that help with those um, firefighters that are running the, um, the fires that are taking place in Canada, uh, major collapse of a section that took place on I-95 here in Philadelphia, John Moran's Kent. John Morant's camp just can't keep the um, keep their mouth closed because they keep just saying stuff that's going to get them more and more trouble, and so forth and so on. But I'm going to start off every show as I've past doing the past few years. People, please, if you have not gotten vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. If you have not given your um, booster shot, if you're eligible to do that, please do so. COVID is not a global emergency anymore, but COVID is still out there, and you can still get sick. You know your situation, you know your status. It's just like the flu now. Just like the flu is always out there, you can get it. COVID is always out there, you can get it. So if you have not done so, go get your vaccine. Go get the booster shot as soon as you're eligible. I want to start off this show a little bit differently. Um, I just want to give a praise and a shout out to my younger brother, uh, William Jamil Brown, who is now a graduate, 2000 class of 2023 graduate of Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois. Home of the Wildcats. Um, he graduated with his master's degree in uh, psychology over this past weekend. My wife and my children and I we drove from Philadelphia to Chicago to be with the rest of my family. My mom and my brothers and my sister were all there celebrating with him and his major, major accomplishments. So I just want to say congratulations to my baby brother, William Jamil Brown, for accomplishing such a great feat. The journey was not easy. It was plenty of valleys, plenty of dark days. I know your situation that you went through, and for you to complete it, get it online, and to get your degree and see that smile upon your face and the people congratulating you, man, to graduate with your master's degree from such a prestigious and great institution. You made history because you were the first black man from the state of Mississippi to receive a master's degree from Northwestern University. Buckatona, Mississippi, people. It's a very small place. It's home. It's where we were, it's where we grew up. But it's a very small place, and you would think that most people, the chances and opportunities are slim to none. So we when people where I come from, when we get an opportunity to do something great, we we grab a hold of it and we do not let it go and we squeeze all the juice out of it. So for you to be the first black man from the state of Mississippi to ever receive a master's degree from Northwestern University is a major, major accomplishment. That is something that we will definitely celebrate. We will definitely congratulate. That was a happy moment. It was the first time that all of my siblings 
have been together in the same place, and it was for a happy occasion. It wasn't because of something tragic or was it for a funeral. It was for a happy, joyous occasion, and then to be able to be in my wife, to be able to bring our children in and to celebrate it with you. Great day. Great day, great day. It was a long drive, <laughs> but it was a great day, so I just want to say congratulations to my brother on achieving such a major, major accomplishment, bro. He's been my best man since 1985. And, uh, super, super proud of you, bro. Super proud of you. Uh, let's get into some other news of things that's going on around the world and our country. Um, a huge dam over in Ukraine exploded last week, sending gallons and gallons of water to a nuclear plant over in Ukraine. They don't know if it was the cause of some foul play or if it was just something that was just a malfunction. They don't know yet. Don't know if any towns or anything had to be evacuated, if anybody got hurt, or if anybody lost their life. But it's just something to definitely look on to um, pay attention to and see what happens if they are, if it's going to affect the people in Ukraine as well as Russia. Um, Teflon Don, or might not be Donald Trump, over the past week was indicted on 30 plus charges. Second time, I believe, he's been indicted. Of course, the first time he was indicted was because of Stormy Daniels. So, the first living, the first former president, he did it again. You were the first president to be in this category, to be indicted, indicted not once, but twice, facing 30 plus charges. If he's convicted, which I don't believe he will be convicted, but if, if, if it was a normal person and they've done the things he's done and been indicted on these felony charges, as much charges as we can get. He's looking anywhere from three to four hundred years in prison and could face a five to ten million dollar fine. But everybody thinks he calls him Teflon Don for a reason because a lot of people don't believe he would be charged or convicted. But any other normal person, any other normal human being would have definitely been convicted. They would have been they'd have been in jail by now. But the thing is, my thing is this. Um, I don't care how invincible or how arrogant you may think you are, when you have two or three of your lawyers to quit within a matter of three to six months, that speaks volumes. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how powerful you think you are. When you have three attorneys to say, man, I don't want to be nowhere near you. I'm done. I'm not representing you. This is a no-win situation. Brother, That you are, you are the Titanic. You are the Titanic. You have struck the iceberg, and the lower half of your ship is sinking. The only thing that's up now is your head, and you're circling the drain. Anybody associated with Donald Trump, you might want to you might want to abandon ship and jump down because he's going down. I don't know if he's going to be totally convicted, but the fact that he's facing all of these charges and these are federal felony charges, people. That's on your record for life. That's going to mark the name Donald Trump and anybody associated with him. All of these charges are felonies. This is on your record forever. There's no getting around it. Just, just, just my humble opinion. Um, thoughts and prayers are going out to multiple, the last three things I'm going to talk about. Multiple people were shot and killed at a high school graduation in Richmond, Virginia last week. Uh, don't know if the suspect was called. We didn't really get into further details about that. But what should be, just considering the fact, like I said, I just went to my brother's college graduation, which should be a joyous, a 
celebrating a major achievement and accomplishment. And you have people just referencing these terrorists and just shooting people in masses and not suit several people being shot and killed. Man. It's just so unfortunate. So unfortunate. My thoughts and prayers, I sincerely send my thoughts and prayers to everyone who was affected in that situation. I saw on the news the other week, man, last week it was in Paris. Apparently, kids were playing at a playground. And this subject, I don't know his name or whatever, or what his motive was, just started stabbing children. Just randomly started stabbing children and was going after more people. I think he was, um, suspect was taken down. I don't know if he was killed or anything like that, but he was just going after children at a playground. Babies just having fun, being innocent, being children, and you have a sick maniac just going out stabbing people, stabbing children. It's just, there's nothing, what do you say to that? It's just God is like, it's just certain people in this world, man. It's just, these are the most vulnerable. Kids are having fun. Kids are playing, enjoying themselves at the playground. And you have a maniac, some sick, deviant maniac, just going around stabbing children like it's like it's nothing. No, none of the kids were killed. I think I think all of the children survived. So, um, thank God for that. Other good news I want to talk about real quick. Um, the plane crash. It was a plane crash that happened in the Amazon jungle a few weeks ago, where they said there were some children on board that plane. I think the youngest was um, 11 months, but it was children deep in an Amazon jungle. Um, they were survived. They survived. They said that, uh, that all the kids were found alive and probably a little dehydrated, probably a little malnourished, but they were alive. And that is a miracle because it's tough for a person, a man or a woman who have training or military background to be dropped off in the Amazon jungle to survive. That's treacherous. So you can imagine children being just thrown into a jungle like that and you don't know what's out there, you don't know what's in the jungle it's just so many things down there so many factors that could have killed these children, that could have never been to something, could have snatched them you don't, you don't know but God's hand of protection was over those babies, kept them and they were found alive, thank God for that um Florida mother was Mother of four, black lady, uh, she was 32 years old. She was shot and killed by her white neighbor who was about 58 years old. Apparently, they've had some disputes and arguments and beefs in the past. And the police have came to their residence because of the arguments and whatnot. And this lady just basically, I guess, her anger and hate and rage boiled over and she shot this lady. I don't know what the reason was, but there is no reason. Because unless someone is breaking into your house or someone is trying to kill you, for you to just take your gun and shoot someone and kill them. And I'm just going to be perfectly honest. This might not be a popular thing to say, but it's the truth. I just don't feel comfortable with the, with the, with the uh, legal system in Florida, in the state of Florida, when it comes to white people shooting black people. Case in point of what George Zimmerman did with uh, Trayvon Martin. Because the first thing that I'm going to say is either I was standing my ground or I was in fear for my life. They're always going to say that. Standing my ground, I was in fear for my life, and I did what I had to do. Unarmed woman who shot and killed her. And I pray for that family. I pray for the children that she that are now having to grow up without their 
mother. But um, I have no faith in the legal system down there because George Zimmerman was acquitted of killing Trayvon Martin because he said he stood his ground, he was in fear for his life, and he felt like he did what he had to do. Now, why is it as opposed to white people killing black people in the state of Florida? I have no faith in that system down there whatsoever. I just don't. And anybody that stays in the state of Florida, especially if you're black, with a situation like this, and the governor that you have in place, hmm. man, that's all I got to say. I, I just don't have no faith in any elected official or any any of the legal system um, in that place, in the state of Florida. So that's just my humble opinion. Because of the governor that you have and the judicial, and the legal system that allows Zimmerman to do what he did to Trayvon Martin and be acquitted. So... 600 plus firefighters were seen headed to Canada to fight the fires uh, up in Canada, uh, in the eastern part of Canada, of course, last week. They're living here in the uh, city of Philadelphia, uh, especially Wednesday and Thursday of last week. The air quality was just crazy. It was barely, you can barely um, smell the smoke. It's, it's, it's amazing how fires in Canada, the smoke came as far down as New York, Boston, Philly, the state of Pennsylvania, the air quality last week. Especially Wednesday and Thursday, which is crazy, 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 crazy. Of course, it cleared up as my family and I were leaving to go to Chicago. It started clearing up, and we got rain from Chicago pretty much the entire trip all the way to Harrisburg, which is what is much needed. It was rain is much needed to clear up the smoke and help with the fires and everything like that. So, firefighters are in route from all over the world. At least five or six hundred plus firefighters are en route to assist with those fires. Um, here locally here in the city of Philadelphia, yesterday morning, a section of I-95 near the Tacony section of Philadelphia, there was a tanker truck that um, caught on fire. Don't know if it crashed or what happened, but it was underneath um, Interstate 95, and it was carrying like 70 to 80,000 gallons of a flammable liquid. I don't know if it was cocaine or kerosene or what. It was a flammable liquid. It was like 70 to 80,000 gallons of it. And it was just, the fire was so hot that um, a section of I-95 collapsed. Just came down to the ground. And no one was hurt. No one was killed, thank God. But um, people were still driving past it, even while it was smoke and everything was going on because I guess people didn't realize how serious it was and then the section of I-95 did collapse onto the ground and the pavement and creating definitely, if you live here in Philadelphia like I do, you know traffic is already a nightmare, just on a normal regular day <laughs> it's already a nightmare, especially if you're dealing with 95, 76, 676, 476 it's a nightmare every single day depending on what, what time of day it is so a lot of people had to be rerouted, taking city streets. A lot of people may have thinking about taking um, public transportation. But they're saying it's going to be months before this thing can be repaired. I see it's probably going to be sometime in 2024 before it gets repaired. Because if you live, like I said, you live in Philadelphia, the tri-state area, there's always construction going on in and around Philadelphia at all times. It's been going on for years. So that all that construction is going to be delayed because every worker, all the attention and focus is going to be going on to this situation because this is the most critical right now. So, it's just going to be a 
nightmare for people who have to drive, especially like I do. I drive to work from um, Philly to Wilmington every day, so I get on 95 every single day. So a lot of people are just going to have to adjust, probably leave an hour earlier, whatever they got to do, but yeah, it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be a nightmare. Um, let's get into some sports real quick. Um, The NBA Finals, association known as the NBA, the NBA Finals are in full effect. Game 5 takes place tonight in Denver. Denver has a commanding three to games, three, three games to one lead in that series with taking the game, winning game four on Friday night. Denver is pretty much in control. Um, Jokic and Gordon and Murray have stepped up tremendously for the Denver Nuggets and now they are one win away from their first ever NBA championship, so it could be over and done with tonight. But I just have to say, as a sports fan, uh, it irritates me to my soul when I hear the sports analysts and people on ESPN and all these other networks just talk about dynasty this and dynasty that. And I'm talking about dynasty before a team even wins their first championship. To me, I grew up, I'm, I was born in 83, so I was great. I grew up in the 90s. I saw what a dynasty. I saw what a dynasty looked like in multiple sports. I saw the dynasty look, especially in the 90s. I saw the Bulls. I saw the Cowboys. I saw the Yankees. I saw the Red Wings in um, Detroit with hockey. Yes, I know what dynasties look like in sports. So the fact that they love to say, talk about this thing to be on the verge of being a dynasty, they haven't even won one championship. It's just my humble opinion. You can't use the word dynasty in any sports team unless you have won two or three titles. Period. That word dynasty doesn't even exist. It's, it's just it, it, people just love the I'm like a dynasty of what? They haven't even won one yet. The current dynasty that I can look at is the Golden State Warriors because they've won four championships in a matter of almost ten years, and the core of that those titles is still in place with Jamal, Steph Curry. Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and Steve Kirby and the coach. That's the only that's the only current dynasty that I can look at. Kansas City is getting close because the core of that team, of uh, the coach Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and whatnot, they won two. And if they get another Super Bowl championship, okay, you can start looking at them as a dynasty, the most current dynasty. Three, three or more championships because what they say, one is a fluke. Two is a trend. Three, okay, now you're on something. But people, they want to put this word dynasty on some of these teams before it even happens. It's like, slow down. Can you win at least one or two before you put the word dynasty on them? It's like they must have, they must have to say that in order to fill airspace on TV. I don't know. It's just, it's just like, slow down on the dynasty word. Yeah, this is just... This is because, like I said, I grew up in the, I was a, I, I was a baby, I was an 80s baby, and I grew up in the 90s. So I saw real sports dynasties that no matter what you, they, they were there, they were in the mix every single year for almost a decade plus, especially in the 90s. We think about the Bulls, the Cowboys, the Yankees, and the um, Detroit Red, Red Wings and hockey. They were there every year. Every time you turn around, they were dominating. In sports, speaking of hockey, um, the Vegas Knights uh, are in command of that series. They have a three-two lead 
uh, even though the Florida Panthers they they won Saturday night to keep that series going. But that game six could be and um that could be over with um Tuesday night in Vegas. Game six takes place. Now in game six takes place in Vegas on Tuesday night. You know, Tuesday night, so that could wrap up that uh, Stanley Cup series and be um they could be the twenty twenty three Stanley Cup champions. So looking forward to seeing what happens in that series. Uh once again the camp of John Morant sends out a statement last week that, um, of course, we all know the situation with him and the guns, and you can't stay away from guns. So they're saying that the gun was fake. It was a toy gun, and he was just playing in a situation like this. And it's just getting to the point where anybody that is related to John Morant, associated with John Morant, hang out with John Morant, don't send out any more statements. Just shut up. Just be quiet. I don't think. Anybody that's associated with John Morant, I really don't think you fully grasp how serious this situation is that John Morant is in. Adam Silver, the moment that the NBA Finals is concluded, he is getting ready to drop a hammer down. He's going to make an example out of John Morant. Because you went on this whole spill back in March about how you made a mistake, you did this, you did that. You apologize. You went down there, as Shannon Sharp likes to say, the drive-thru therapy session, because you were there for maybe a week, maybe a week. You went through a drive-thru therapy session and said, "I'm healed. I'm, I'm complete. I've done what I need to do." And here, less than two months later, you're flashing a gun, or it's like you want to see a toy gun. They're going to make an example out of you. Man. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets suspended at half a season, if not the whole season. But they're going to make an example out of you, man. Quick. And I don't think you, your people, or your friends, or whoever's with you is fully understand that. But you will. Like I said, as soon as the NBA Finals is over with, Adam Silver is going to announce what he's going to do with you. So everybody associated with John Morant, just shut up. Don't say nothing. Just go somewhere. Stay out of trouble. Leave the guns alone. Stay off Instagram. And be prepared for what's about to happen. And I hope you got enough money saved up where you're okay for the next probably half a season, if not the entire season. So I hope you're getting prepared for what's about to happen. Other news I wanted to get into and talk about real quick. Uh, the Unabomber was found dead in his cell. I believe he was 80 plus years old. Of course, we all know the situation that took place back in the day. He was on death row pretty much for the last 30, 40 plus years. But he was found dead in the cell. They think of preparing for suicide. I guess he said he got tired of waiting. He knew he was never going to get out, and he just said, if you guys are not going to go ahead and do this, I'll speed up the process. So, that's the end of his situation. And I wanted to say rest in peace to um, Pat Robinson, of course. Um, we all know Pat Robinson, pastor, evangelist, um, televangelist on the Network 700 Club, TVN, and everything he's associated with. Um, passed away last week at the age of 93. Um, pretty much all my life, I've just been seeing 700 Club and Christian Broadcast Network. And it's just, so it was two people that I can remember seeing all the time. That's the piece of Mr. Uh, Pastor Stanley Young. Charles Stanley who passed away earlier this year a few months ago. And now Pat Robinson. Of course, a lot of people want to talk about Pat Robinson's uh, political affiliations. And they want to talk about what he said about 9-11. That he attribute what happened at 9-11 because Americans were uh, he said he concurred to some statement that 
a 9-11 happened because of abortions and gay people in America. So a lot of people would like to pinpoint to that and try to crucify him or say he's a bad person. But I know Pat Robinson helped a lot of people. I know Pat Robinson through the uh, region University. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, that went to school, that learned, that became saved, that became have a relationship with Jesus Christ because of what the opportunity that Pat Robinson presented. A lot of people changed their lives for the better because of what Pat Robinson stood for as far as his relationship with Jesus and his relationship with God. So everybody's flawed. Nobody's perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody says things or does things that's out of character and they have people raise their eyebrows, their eyebrows at them. But I try to look at the totality of a person. I try to look at their contributions and what they mean to masses amount of people, not just a few. And my personal opinion, if you can look at someone and if the good outweighs the bad with them in the majority of the time, they're not perfect. They're going to make mistakes. It's not going to always be that they agree with everything that they say or you like, always like them. But that's just life. But if any person, no matter what race, status, doesn't matter. You can see the good outweighs the bad with someone you hold on to that. There's enough evil and hate going around in this world. So when you find out that someone's good outweighs their bad, to me, take that and you run with it. So rest in peace to Pat Robinson. And uh, my condolences definitely go out to his family. We all come from different races, backgrounds, culture, cultures, places, and statuses, but we are more alike than we are different. When we can see each other as human, find common ground and interest, begin to pick each other's brain, and dig into the core of each other respectfully and peacefully. Only then can we begin to heal each other and truly bridge the gap between all of us. It's another episode of The Bridge Get Out with Big Brown Brown, Big Kush, Big Kush. Um, I will be posting this to Spotify for podcasters as well as my, as well as my Twitter page. And my uh, Facebook page. People, please, once again, if you have not gotten vaccinated, please go do so. Do not take for granted that COVID is not a global emergency anymore because it's still out there. And I want to say once again to my younger brother, William Jamel Brown, who is now an alumni of Northwestern University, class of 2023, for receiving his master's degree from the, in uh, counseling from Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois. Salute you, bro. Congratulations. I'm super proud of you. And um, I will talk with you guys again next week. Until then, have a good one. Peace.